0: Almost 11 hours into the new year, how you doing so far? Did you make any resolutions? Have you kept them thus far, 11 hours into the new year? This is a day for doing that sort of thing, isn't it? This is a day set aside for evaluating ourselves to sort of see where we are and how we've been doing in the past. And also a time for setting some goals and some objectives for the next year. We call them New Year's resolutions, and we often do that sort of thing. On our virtual Bible study on Thursday night, we talked about this, and and we concluded that that's not necessarily a bad thing, that there can be some benefit to doing such as that. Have you made any resolutions for this new year? I would guess, if we went around the assembly this morning and, and took a poll, we'd find that there are probably several new diets that are starting today, probably several new exercise plans that are being implemented uh, because that's what we typically do. A lot of times we look at our physical well-being and try to maybe take some measures in the new year that will help us live a better or healthier lifestyle physically. And that's not bad. That's all good. But what about spiritual resolutions? Certainly it is appropriate, as we talked about on our virtual Bible study the other night, it's appropriate, appropriate to evaluate yourself. Second Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 says that we should do so. So making an evaluation about your spiritual life and being realistic to say, here's where I am now, and then set some goals or plans for the new year, say, this is what I'd like to do differently, that's certainly appropriate. We want to talk along those lines this morning. And the way we want to do that is to look at some common expressions and see that there could be some real spiritual applications to some of these common expressions that we use. So that's our study this morning, common expressions with spiritual applications, especially geared to this New Year's Day. Thank you for being here this morning. We appreciate you very much. We're glad that you have come and we uh, are encouraged by your presence. We have a number of visitors this morning, and we're very thankful that you've come our way. We'd invite you to come again and again every time you have an opportunity, and we also invite your questions. If you have questions that we can answer, uh, if we can help you with Bible study, if we can be of assistance to you in any way, please let us know. Let's look at some of these common expressions with spiritual applications. The first one that I'd like to suggest to you is to Put your hand to the plow and don't look back. You understand, I think it's pretty obvious where such an expression like that came from. A farmer who looks back as he's plowing is going to end up with crooked rows, right? If you're going to plow straight rows, you've got to keep looking ahead. You can't look back because as sure as you do that, you'll end up with crooked rows that will look awful. And then I, I assume that farmers take some satisfaction in the appearance of their fields after planting and for all that year, as your neighbors drive by, they'll be saying, look at those. Look at the crooked rose that man planted in that field. You don't want to do that. And so you want to keep your rose straight. You don't look back. Well, think of a spiritual application to that. Jesus himself made application in Luke chapter 9, verse 62. Jesus said to him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Do you think that Jesus meant there that a fellow who's a, who's a poor farmer... A fellow who can't plow straight rows is not fit for the king. That's not what he's talking about, is it? He's not talking literally. He's using that to make a spiritual point. And the idea is that if you commit to serving the Lord, but then you look back longingly at the life that you left behind. Maybe you uh, observe the worldly pursuits of others and you wish that you could be involved in those kind of things, a person who, does, who, who, who will do that is certainly a person who is not going to long stay in the straight and narrow way. And so, spiritually speaking, put your hand to the plow. Commit yourself to serving the Lord. And don't look back. Don't long for those former days. Unfortunately, we've known far too many who first started serving the Lord, but they wouldn't separate themselves from their former lifestyle. They wouldn't separate themselves maybe from some of the worldly friends that they had. And because of that, they looked back and they fell away. So in this new year, don't envy sinners. Don't wish for the things that sinners do. Break away from the past permanently and don't look back. And so that's our first expression. A common expression, it certainly has a spiritual application. Let me suggest another one. Put your nose to the grindstone. In this new year, put your nose to the grindstone. Do you understand that expression? Some people think that maybe that expression suggests some sort of a, a punishment or penalty to someone. It really isn't intended that way. Actually, it simply means to be intent on the job that you're doing. If you picture someone like the fella there in the illustration who's grinding a tool on a, on a grindstone, if he's got his nose to the grindstone, it means he's up close to his work He's very intent on it. He wants to make sure that it's done right. That's what the expression, putting your nose to the grindstone, means. The fellow who's grinding uh, will have his nose right on the job to make sure that it's getting done right. Well, spiritually, we have work to do for the Lord, and we need to be intent on it. We need to be paying close attention to it. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, abo- uh, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I think it's appropriate for us to emphasize here the idea of work. Christians, we are not spectators. We're not here just to watch and see what others are doing. We're not spiritual hitchhikers, so to speak. We're not just along for the ride. We're supposed to be busy and working for the Lord, I think as we evaluate ourselves, this verse serves as a very appropriate place to do a little self-evaluation. Can you honestly say about your service to the Lord that it is abounding? The idea there being overflowing in service to the Lord. Are you busy at work in this new year? Uh, All of us need to be getting serious about serving God, about really working for Him. If you, As you evaluate yourself, you realize that you haven't had your nose to the grindstone. That is, you haven't been paying careful attention to your work for the Lord. You've been neglecting it. You haven't been putting it first in your life. Then for the new year, a very appropriate expression for you would be, put your nose to the grindstone. Here's another one and that is, put your ear to the ground. And I think we all have heard that and probably understand the origin of such an expression. Uh, it, it comes from back in the Indian days when they would very literally put their ear to the ground uh, to listen for maybe a herd of buffaloes just over the horizon where they might go and, and uh, hunt the buffaloes or maybe even for the idea of a, a, a riders approaching on horses but the idea was to listen, to listen very closely, to pay attention and to be aware. Put your ear to the ground. Well, i got to say, certainly that is an appropriate thing for us to do, to put our ear to the ground. That is to be aware, to be listening uh, with the idea of finding out things we need to know. Jesus said in his day that there were many people who were not listening. In Matthew 13, verse 15, this people's heart is waxed gross, their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted, and I should heal them. Jesus said, I'm not going to be able to help these people because they're not listening. They're not paying attention. In fact, they've closed their ears. Their ears are dull of hearing. They're not paying attention at all. Why do you think it was that in Jesus' day... There was this percentage of people who weren't listening to him, who wouldn't listen, who closed off their ears. Well, I think it's pretty obvious. He was telling them things that they didn't like to hear. He was telling some things that they needed to change about themselves, things requiring change, and so they just stopped listening to him. Well, what about us? Are we any different? Uh, Unfortunately, in the world today, there are plenty of people who don't want to hear things that... Uh, challenge them to make needed changes in their lives. And some get mad at such a message. And it's not just people of the world who are prone to do that. Unfortunately, even in the Lord's church, there are some who have that disposition. If you tell them something they don't like to hear, if you tell them something that says, you need to get right here, you need to make a change in this matter, then they won't listen. They stop listening. So in this new year, let's be open to and receptive to all the truth of God, even the parts that are harder to hear, even the parts that call upon us to change, uh, the, the parts that call upon us to improve and do better, to alter some things from the way we've been doing them in the past. Let's put our ear to the ground. That is, I want to hear it all. I especially want to know the things that challenge me to be better, to be, to be improving in my service to God. Put your ear to the ground. How about put your mind in gear? Uh, This expression is suggesting the idea of thinking before you speak or act. You've heard that before, haven't you? You you need to put your mind in gear before you engage your mouth or something like that. Think before you speak. Think before you act. Think about what you're doing. On On the job, you might imagine somebody who at work is just daydreaming or not paying attention to what he's doing. You might especially think of of a worker on an assembly line, for instance, and he's just daydreaming and sort of going through the motions, but he's not really uh, thinking about what he's doing. That's going to cause trouble. Well, the same is true of us. It can happen spiritually. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15, beginning verse 7, Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh to me with their mouth and honeth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Now get the impact of this. Isaiah had said that there were people who were basically just going through the motions of serving God, honoring me with their mouth, or uh, uh, drawing nigh with the mouth, honoring with the lips, but their heart is far from me. Isaiah had said that in his day. Hundreds of years later, Jesus applied that saying to the people of his day. So it was still a problem. It was a problem in Isaiah's day. It was a problem in Jesus' day. It's a problem in our time. And it may be that all of us need to carefully analyze ourselves here. Uh, it might be that you're here at every service and you, you don't frequently miss at all, but you, you're just going through the motions and not really thinking about what you're doing. That doesn't get the job done. And God is not pleased with service at that level. This year, let's be totally sincere, completely committed Let's put our minds in gear and really think about what we're doing here. This is the most important thing that we'll do in the new year. If you were to rate by order of priority the importance of the things that you're doing in this coming year, there's not anything that compares with the importance of your service to God, and yet we so easily become distracted, we're not thinking. We need to get our mind in gear. Uh, That will be helpful. Another expression that we use from time to time is put your shoulder to the wheel, you understand that saying, don't you? There are some, some weights or loads to be moved that are pretty light. You could just move them with your hand. Uh, there are other that, uh, So a light load might be moved with your hand. A, a little bit heavier load, you might move with your arm. But you get a real heavy load, you need to put your shoulder to it. And so the idea here is to put all your strength and might into something. And I certainly think that we, sh- we can see the application to our service as Christians. Christianity is not to be approached as something you can, just a light load that you can move with your hand, just a light or medium load that you can move with your arm. This is a job that requires all of your strength. You need to put your shoulder to the wheel. Notice what Jesus said in Matthew 22, beginning verse 37. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, This is the first and great commandment. And so what we really need to do is put ourselves and all of our strength into serving God. Uh, I'm concerned that all of us are, are too much of the mind that says, well, we serve God, but we do a lot of other things too. And in fact, we allow a lot of these other things to distract us from our service to God. We don't put all our strength into serving God. We let these other things take up so much of our time and energy that we don't have much time and energy left for God. That won't work. In this new year, let us suggest this common expression, put your shoulder to the wheel. Really put all your strength into being a Christian. And I tell you, if we will all do that a year from now, when we're talking, if, if time continues on, a year from now when we're talking, we'll be stronger Christians individually, and the congregation will be much stronger as well if we all put our shoulder to the wheel. How about putting your back to the wall? you understand that expression? A person with his back to the wall uh, is a person who basically realizes that he's in a very serious situation and typically there's only one option, and that is to fight. Uh, You've got your back to the wall. What are you going to do? You've got to fight. There's no way out. There's no escape. There's no other option. You have to approach the fight. Um, What about us? Certainly, we need to realize ourselves to be in a a very serious spiritual warfare. In fact, Peter said in 1 Peter 5, verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. Satan's out there, and he is very serious about his work, and he's unrelenting and tireless, and he's constantly trying to make an effort to destroy you and me spiritually. And so we're in a spiritual warfare, whether we want to realize it or not. What we need to do is see the option as the only one to fight. You got your back to the wall, and the only thing you can do is fight this spiritual warfare. We need to do that. Um, We need to be aware of how serious our situation is, and we need to realize that in in a very literal sense, our only option is to fight. You got to fight for your spiritual life. And so, in the new year, picture yourself with your back to the wall and ready to fight for your spiritual life because that's what is required. How about this expression? Put your feet to the fire. Usually, we use this expression to talk about someone else. I'm going to hold his feet to the fire, we say. And when we say that, what we mean is we're going to make this other person responsible or accountable for their actions. Uh, we're in a a political year, a presidential election now this year in 2012, and a lot of candidates are out there, not only for president, but for other political offices. And sometimes you'll hear the expression used relative to those politicians uh, that someone needs to hold their feet to the fire. Well, yeah, I'm all for that. I'm all for holding the politicians responsible and accountable for what they say and what they do when they get up to Washington in particular or to Nashville. So we, we want to hold their feet to the fire. Well, here we're using that expression, but we're talking about ourselves. We need to hold our feet to the fire. Do this ourselves. Put your own feet to the fire. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, Paul said, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. There's a time of accounting coming. There's judgment ahead for us all and we need to be holding our feet to the fire that is keeping ourselves accountable knowing that there's a time coming when we must give account to the lord so with this knowledge constantly realize everything i do the thoughts i think the words i speak the actions i engage in i'm going to be accountable for all these things i need to hold my feet my own feet to the fire with the idea of accountability we're not we're not hiding anything from god we're not going to get away with anything There's not going to be anything that escapes his notice, and therefore we might as well hold our own feet to the fire with the idea of being accountable. Finally, let me suggest to you one more common expression, that is, put your eye on the prize. You understand that this expression suggests the idea of someone who's striving for an award or a prize, uh, maybe the idea of someone running a race who, who wants to win and get the prize of winning. He sees that, And that's what he's all about. He has a single-minded objective. He's going to settle for nothing less. He has his eye on the prize. Well, we need to have our eye on the prize too. At the start of another year, what we also need to realize is that another year's gone by. We're another year older. We're another year nearer to the end of our time here on this earth. And that's not making any prediction about how long time will last or how long any one of us will live, but it is a real statement to say we're a year closer than we were a year ago. Whatever that time may be for us, then we're a year closer. And we're not going to be here forever. In fact, we're not going to be here very long. And that being the case, we need to keep our eye on the prize. Paul said it this way in Philippians 3, beginning verse 13, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That certainly would be a worthy statement for us. That'd be, that'd be a statement, in fact, that you could print out and stick with tape or magnet to your kitchen refrigerator and remind yourself constantly of it. We've not made it yet. Paul didn't think that he'd made it yet. He didn't have his ticket punched, but he was determined and he was committed This is what I'm going to do, he said. This one thing I do. I press for the mark of the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As the new year begins, I hope all of us can be serious about putting our eye on the prize, not forgetting what this is all about, not be distracted by the things of this world, but constantly think about the fact that we're here just temporarily and our purpose is to glorify God and be able to go to heaven eternally. What's your situation this morning? We're into a new year. It's a good time to think and be motivated uh, about spiritual things. Are you, are you properly motivated? Have you been thinking in the right terms? Can you take some of the suggestions we've offered this morning and make application in your own life so that as this new year progresses, we can say we've gotten closer, we're doing better, we're growing, we're more like God wants us to be. That should be our objective. Appreciate your attention to what we've had to say. Uh, if you are not yet a Christian, by all means, the very first thing you need to consider in this new year is to obey the simple gospel plan of salvation. If you've never submitted to that instruction, those instructions that are found in God's Word, we hope that you'd make that commitment without delay. Upon hearing the truth, believe it, repent of your sins, confess your faith in Jesus, and be baptized for the remission of sins. If you're ready to commit in that obedience we're ready to assist you if you need more bible study say so we'd be glad to study with you if you're a christian already but you realize that as you evaluate yourself in the past year you haven't you're not where you want to be and you haven't been faithfully serving the lord we urge you to come back to him in repentance confession and prayer if we can help in any way let us know while we stand and sing this song